0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Tony, and you're listening to Comic Conversations, episode 249, where we talk all things comics for the week of December 19th, 2019. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing
1: today? I saw Oriental in the story there. My God. <laughs> I'm mean Asian.
0: As good as this episode may be today, what's more interesting is all the stuff that happened prior to this episode. And I'm not just talking about the stuff... That happened before we recorded the show. I'm talking about the shit that's happened from the month that we took off.
1: Huh? Like what?
0: Well, we took a whole month off.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, By the t- way, two I of those read weeks, any two any the- during the month.
0: Yeah, well, no, I read X-Men. But in two of those weeks, I was pissed off at Alex. And I think two or three of the other weeks was Alex just not wanting to do the show. And then eventually... I, uh, alerted Alex, like, oh, Doomsday Clock's coming out this week. You're like, okay, now we gotta do a show.
1: Actually, I wanna correct, you, you weren't actually pissed at me, you were pissed at Dave. You never actually-
0: No, got mad this at goes Dave. way, you see, you already, you already forget. Remember that whole little episode where I got pissed off where you, I thought you were calling me dis- uh, delusional?
1: That was way before this. Yeah, we've
0: been we've been gone from the show that long.
1: Really? Yes. Oh yeah, but the last time you got mad at me, you weren't even mad at me. You were mad at Dave because I was all confused.
0: No, and yeah, and that's that's another a episode days later,
1: and I was like, what? The, what the fuck? What?
0: That was another episode that we you all missed out on. Me and Dave having our pull apart.
1: Oh we're- God, we I can't fucking talk about that because it makes both of them look really bad. But this was the funniest shit that ever happened. I'll have to do a special show sometime. <laughs> it is the fucking most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. And and two people tried to get me in the middle of it, and I desperately did not want to be in the middle of it. I'm, like, fucking delivering messages back and forth like I'm in the fucking second grade.
0: <laughs> well, he was the one blocking
1: me. I think I told both of you, Jesus Christ, you're adults. <laughs>
0: Cause he's looking at my personal information, uh, my personal information, my loved ones. I'm like, this dude's fucking psycho.
1: Yeah, and then I told Tony and I'm like, so fucking you made me talk to a guy who you think is psycho? Fuck you. And all because
0: he wanted to make fun of Morrow. Cause like, I put him on blast for making fun of Morrow for his, uh, bipolar disorder. And I was like, I oh def- really?
1: I d- I oh really fucker? Dave okay.
0: Let's, uh, let's see what a fucking Dave and Twitter thinks about that.
1: I, uh, I defended Dave on that one. I think we should be allowed to make fun of whoever we want for any reason.
0: The thing is, I wasn't stupid. I know, okay, first of all, no one's gonna go after him because nobody cares about Morrow that much. So the fact that he's scared that he's gonna get doxed. And second of all, none of his personal information is on his Twitter.
1: It just he has- He believed it was.
0: But here's the thing, nobody cares enough about Morrow to dox him.
1: I don't fucking, fucking know. Fucking baby. Dude.
0: Nobody cares. Believe me, this nobody cares. This cared. week,
1: people are trying to say AEW put on a good show, and their show sucked. Like, people are crazy.
0: N- nobody really said that. D- even Dave buried the show.
1: Dave buried the show, but on the board? You should have seen me on the fucking board that the night. The board is Dave's different.
0: echo chamber.
1: I, well, yeah, but Well, yeah, because it was before Dave had—they changed their opinion. It was hilarious. They changed their opinion after Dave did his review. Uh-huh. If it was actually negative, because the night before they were defending the shit out of that show, and I made fun of because <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, guys, know the board's the only place that like this fucking show, like the ten people who post sixty pages." Mm-hmm. So, right.
0: What was the rating? I haven't had a chance to look at it yet.
1: They lost. They did. Yeah, where did they lose?
0: What did they lose by, though? Let me look at the number.
1: Uh, hundred thousand or something. hundred fifty thousand, maybe. Let's see. I want the exact number, because... They lost. They oh. lost in 1849, I guess, that, since that's apparently the big deal.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing about uh, NXT. They have the better roster, so they can put on the better shows.
1: Well, yeah, they can't do a takeover show every week. The thing that sucks is, though, uh, NXT has all the old viewers, and they were probably watching impeachment shit, mm-hmm. so they might have done... Like, they opened it almost a million.
0: Yeah. Uh although this would this would further my argument that the fact that they be they need to be doing more than four pay-per-views a year
1: i don't think they should cuz the pay-per-views are all good if they do more than four they probably won't all be good
0: this was good this was a pay-per-view quality they, show
1: uh, this this was really good and it was a pay-per-view show they're still going
0: to do they, pay-per-view level shows regardless of whether or not they have 12 pay-per-views or not
1: i think they i still think they kind of threw it well i mean they didn't know they didn't know the impeachment thing was going to go down, I guess. so.
0: In any case, let's go straight into this week's news. Um We didn't have much news other than apparently Shazam 9 came out. I, I was, <laughs> we
1: were going to read it, but then I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to read this. Uh, okay.
0: And, if, and you know me. The fewer books we read, the better. So I wasn't going to yeah. fight Alex on that. So finally we get Doomsday Clock 12 this week, like I mentioned earlier. As well as Shazam And then at the same time This same goofball Who has problems producing comic books on time Who can only handle You know two books Decides hey I should be given another book Because I have Jeff, such a great track record of books coming out on
1: time Right? Jeff Johns wrote a Justice Society book For like 80 issues And he was never late About 15 years ago well, And that's it was my really point. good I'm, I'm actually excited about that book. When we talk about Legion, I will, and Doomsday Clock, I will explain why I'm excited about that okay. book.
0: Okay. But I'm just like, this guy has a, a crap track record from the last, what, two years now? And you're gonna bit, give him yeah. more books?
1: Well, maybe now that he's done with, uh... And as
0: bad as the Bendis books are, they come on time.
1: Well, yeah, cause he's not putting a lot of effort into them.
0: I would argue the opposite. He's, but is oh, he, he's, he's Bendis. He's gonna put all of his Bendis effort into it. Oh, fuck. You know, that caddy, those caddy, uh, that caddy dialogue doesn't write itself. That does There wasn't
1: t- a lot of that in Legion.
0: There was a lot of that in Legion. In fact, most of I didn't of think there was. was I thought there was tons of it. I, 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 I
1: thought, thought there th- was only the- Well, we'll talk about it when we get into I thought
0: this was should. close to peak, uh, terrible Bendis.
1: I disliked it for other reasons. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about okay, it.
0: Okay, but that's that's the big news story.
1: Oh, they're also doing a Kid Cable book because Marvel wants to keep publishing books that are going to get canceled. Eh. I Kid Cable isn't even over in the X, and like everything in the X Men is over. Right yeah, but you Kid know
0: it it is going to go six issues, even if it's good, it's still only going to go six issues. But I will say this: I still appreciate that Marvel is willing to try shit. Whereas DC...
1: It's not trying... It's a fucking... No, this is the opposite of that. It's a young version of a character who already had a book. And it's the second young version of him, because technically X-Man was the young version Yeah,
0: but of it's it. it's not literally the same character.
1: No, he's a shittier version of a better character.
0: Yeah. What I'm saying is, as opposed to DC, where if it isn't Batman, Superman, they probably won't give it a shot.
1: We just read Legion this week.
0: Yeah, and how long before that gets canceled? And that has Superboy in it! And that has Superboy in it!
1: Which has additional problems because of what we read in Doomsday
0: Clock. <laughs> <laughs> At least they were willing to address some of the stuff in that book. Well, where do you want to start? Let's go over this week's we're book. We're ending with Doomsday Clock. Okay, we're ending with Doomsday Clock. And then I'm just going to list off in alphabetical order and then we could just do however we want to do it. X-Force 4, New Mutants 4, Marauders 4, Annihilation, Scourge, Omega 1, Legions of Superheroes 2, Doomsday Clock 12, and Batman 85. Alex, where do you want to start?
1: The only things I wasn't disappointed by was the X-Men books.
0: Okay, so you want to start with that?
1: Yeah, let's start with... Pick one of the X-Men books.
0: Uh, okay, let's start with whatever one I happen to land on. for. Okay, New Mutants, number 4. Creative is Rod Reese and Jonathan Hickman.
1: Okay, so let, let me, let me put all these books over in total with one thing first. I missed the second and third issue of both these books. And I'm surprised I understood what was going on in the books.
0: And well, sometimes you don't try. And I feel like Alex, it's not rocket science and it's Marvel. They have the recap pages
1: i, yes, I don't I'm,
0: I'm gonna comment on i'm surprised you were w- willing to read books that we missed out on Cause um because that's I, your number one pet peeve that i hate is you if we miss a, an issue or two you'll just drop a book
1: well i figure we're we're back in but i like these books i'll drop books that i'm ambivalent about i okay. won't drop books i like okay and i like these books like i'm not reading fucking excalibur well, yeah, because that... I didn't like the first issue of Excalibur. We were never going to
0: keep parts. reading that, though. So that's not really, you know, huh? a loss.
1: Whoa. It was a shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is New Mutants. And in New Mutants, uh, well, basically just Armor and Glob were going to get uh, Beak and Angel and their kids and bring them to Krakoa. But they got captured... By a group of... Well, I, actually, they did something weird with them. The The guys who kidnapped them, they did it... Uh, okay, so they were upset that their country had some sort of disease. Mm-hmm. And an evil uh, pharmaceutical company developed a cure, but they were charging too much money. And by the time their government approved... The money, like, instead of, like, 200 people dying, like, 20,000 people died, and it was terrible. So, you're like, okay, so, like, they're, they're terrorists, but they're, they're doing this for a good cause. But no, actually, he, he wanted, uh, he wanted, um, several tons of the super drug that Krakoa developed. So that he could sell it to the highest bidder. So I'm not sure why they gave him the sad backstory Mm -hmm. when he was just going to turn out to be a dick, but that's okay. So, um, they're trying to figure out how to escape and they're going to take armor and they're like, okay, you go, go back, you go back to Krakoa and, uh, you bring someone back. You know, you can't bring Wolverine or Magneto. Or anyone with telepathic powers. You have to you have to bring someone who we believe will be here to negotiate and not do anything else. And she's like, Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Boom Boom's getting fucking shit faced on Krakoa and nobody really likes her. I guess is what they're trying to get. Well, she's a
0: she's a she's a drunk.
1: Yeah, she's a little bit of she's a little bit of a drunk, so
0: Although I, th- that's not out of her character personality, right? Just being the party girl.
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, everything they said about that character in this issue was accurate. Mm. It's they're not. I mean, she wasn't always an alcoholic, but they're she wasn't necessarily an alcoholic here. She's just bored, mm. so she decides to go rescue them, and in the end, she kind of does. But really, Angel's the one who rescues them because when they agree to make the deal, they hadn't been feeding any of the prisoners or the kids. So they finally feed them. And she points out, you know, I can't cause they put inhibitor collars on them, which apparently just anyone can get now, but they put inhibitor collars on them. And she's like, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't eat with this thing on. Cause you know, she's gross. She doesn't eat. She eats like a fly. (laughs) So she has to like spit onto the food and dissolve it. And she said, that's also the only way her kids could eat. So they're like, Uh, oh, okay, I guess I'll take your thing off, which fucking retarded. So the first thing she does is she spits her acid breath at um the two y kids who immediately mind-control one of the terrorists, nice. convince him the other guy is fucking his wife and murdered his parents. Even one
0: of the other mutants, you can't just make him convince him that we're friends or something. It has to be that they have to kill each <laughs> other.
1: And they were like, well, after what they did to us, this is okay. But, you know, in the end, Boom Boom came in, and, well, they, they did actually have them, you know, she had the guys kill each other, and then, uh, Boom Boom came in, and. This, it's a, this feels
0: like a bait and switch, but this feels like a bait and switch in a really good way that I appreciate. Cause, I'll- Cause we've seen from the first issue, at least it seemed like the book was gonna be about the original New Mutants. Now with this book, it seems like it's gonna focus on the young New Mutants. Which I'm in all in favor for because, uh, my boy, uh, Warlock isn't on the team. So I'm like, yeah, you might as well just focus on the New Mutants that people like.
1: I'm fine with that. Yeah. And you know, they got Boom Boom in and I don't know if Angel and Beak are gonna be characters. I mean, Beak is kind of a worthless... 'Cause he can't do anything. He just looks like a bird monster. Yeah. He doesn't have like special powers or anything. <laughs> His superpower is he carries a bat. So <laughs> it's No, but this was a good issue. It was fun. It flowed well. Um I did think the motivations of the villain were a little off, but you know, other than that, this was this was a good fun read and this is different from the other X Men books. So S- something
0: I'm okay I want to comment on and it actually transitions into our next book and I guess just in general. I didn't much care for the art in this.
1: I didn't mind it at all.
0: Uh, I didn't much care for it. And I noticed that especially at Marvel, maybe just the stuff we're reading, but even the big books, I'm like the art is kind of subpar. And it's like that, is that just a, is this that just a result of the uh the brain drain at, at Marvel with all the good artists going to DC? Cuz remember there was a good couple of months where it seems like just everybody was going to DC.
1: I I don't – because I – I, like I said, I like the art in this book, mm. so I I don't – I can't really go along with your theory because I like the art and I thought it fit the story.
0: Well, also to sort of uh, piggyback off that, I'm looking at uh, Things from Another World because that's where you usually get the list of creative from. And for every single book, they have the artist listed as first and then the writer second and then the cover artist. Is the that's wacky just the way thing. they choose to
1: display. Yeah, for a while,
0: DC was trying to do that. Put their artists over as the, as the tops. Top I know that's,
1: it's not pro wrestling. Dude. It doesn't work like
0: that. Yeah, but it's also comic books, and let's be honest, the writers are There's like,
1: there's, no, there's like four artists who sell books, and it's been that way for the last 20 years. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't advertise. It's really rare you see like, like, DC wasn't advertising like this artist is coming to Superman. No, they noticed Bendis was coming to Superman.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Like, it, art doesn't really sell books. If you put a, it used to, yeah, but not really anymore.
1: No, it doesn't. That's what I was saying.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's always the writers are going to sell.
1: Well, yeah, that's the way it's been for like fifteen years, which is a positive.
0: Because that's part of the reason why the
1: industry—they're got- the ones who write the fucking story. Yeah, exactly.
0: And and as I uh, list off of our, our next book, Marauders number four, Matteo Loi is listed as the artist, then Jerry Duggan the writer, and then the cover artist Russell Daterman.
1: The uh, the end of this book was they brought back the new Hellfire Club.
0: They didn't bring it back, but they were they were there. And now, with- well,
1: they're they're not the Hellfire Club anymore. But it was well, they the, pretty much the are, new Hellfire Club. The one Quentin Quire was in. Yeah. But Quentin Quire is now in X-Force with... I thought the Hellfire
0: Wolverine. Club was always anti-mutant. That's what I remember from uh, Wolverine and the X-Men.
1: Well, no, because it was like White Queen and Black... They were all mutants. The leaders were mutants.
0: I thought it was the Hellfire Club and then the Inner Circle. I thought they were all part of the same group.
1: The Inner Circle was the leadership of the Hellfire Club. Okay. Which was the queens and the king but then, and by the way they're they're having uh, Kate pride She is no longer kitty
0: <laughs> Kate
1: and her character is different so I I'm still gonna call her kitty.
0: and and because it's Jerry Duggan writing it and he's a good writer we're not gonna do our usual gimmick of kitty pride who is a Jew
1: she has not mentioned being a Jew a single time no
0: she hasn't attacked anyone with a with a menorah yet
1: She also still has the gimmick of she can't get into Kokoa, but she doesn't seem overly concerned about it. Like everyone else is really concerned, but she doesn't really seem to care. I think she just wants to bounce around on her pirate ship and save because because their their job is they're basically smuggling the drug into countries and helping mutants who want to leave these countries escape. I, I like thought he went to Brazil.
0: Yeah, I thought this book got weaker since the time we've been reading this book, and I felt New Mutants gotten had gotten better.
1: Oh, see, I didn't think this was weak. I, I thought I thought it was an interesting, it was an interesting story, and I liked the I liked the Hellfire or the they're not called the Hellfire Club, the new Hellfire Club reveal in the end. I liked that uh, Kitty was supposed to recruit Bishop to be the the Red King. And he's he's very much against being in the Hellfire Club, and she's like, "Well, we're not the Hellfire Club; we're the Hellfire Corporation now." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "So why do we need kings and queens?" And she never answered that question.
0: I hope that's not the person that they decide to put on the console, because remember, they—that's one of the, that was their big uh vacancy on the 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 upper echelon of mutants with Xavier and Emma Frost and King. No, so
1: these these guys wouldn't be in the no, I'm saying, that's called the the quiet council and i, I these guys aren't going to be in that it's Well,
0: because remember emma had a red a red king that she wanted to put on the team
1: yes hmm. but the the hellfire corporation
0: oh, okay is it's
1: separate from it's it's being presented as it's emma's own thing but it is towards Krokoa's ends okay so it's not it, it's not meant to be like a threatening thing We don't think. We're not sure, actually. I will give you
0: credit for this, though. You were 100% in assuming that X-Force is the more important of all these secondary X-Men books.
1: I liked this more than X-Force. I liked all three of these books. I I I think I liked this more than X-Force. I thought
0: thought Marauders, while fun and different, it didn't feel important. X-Force, while not as important as the mainline X-Men title... This felt like a tier below it. It's still really important. It still has the heavy haters. It still has the important shit, but it's not the mainline X-Men book.
1: It, uh, X-Force had a really funny uh one of the text pages with, like, Forge's schedule for the day. You mm. probably didn't read no, it. No, of course not. It, yeah, I actually thought it was really funny. And say? Wolverine, uh, Forge in this issue revealed he has a tub of adamantium. Uh, in case Wolverine oh. dies, they can bring him back and re- That answers the
0: question I had. Remember when they re- resurrected the the main X-Men and they brought back Wolverine and he has adamantium claws and I thought that was a-
1: Yeah, that's not a part of his power. So, yeah, apparently Forge created some adamantium and that way whenever Wolverine comes back, they can- It's a, it's a giveaway. Now, this was also the issue we dealt with how pointless death now is- In the in the books, because like Xavier is like leading one of the little one of the little group meetings and he's alive. He was dead last we saw him and he wasn't at all affected by this. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, they killed me. So that means things are getting serious. And it's like and and then they're killing people. But those people aren't going to come back to life. But I think they threw something out like, oh, they're clones or something. So it's it's OK that they killed them. But basically, the what's going on is there's a secretive group that is attacking because they revealed that Xavier has all these various uh charities and separate companies spread throughout the world because Xavier is now the most uh the richest man in the world also but he's got all these different things spread all throughout the world, which he said, it's not even known. He controls them, even though they're all named after X-Men. <laughs> shit. But I guess if you don't read comics, you don't know that. Um, so this group has been, uh, going in and attacking them and they're even killing humans who work in some of these places, which they point out is a problem because we can't bring the humans back to life. um, so they send out the X Force to murder them, and the X Force uh, currently is uh, apparently Hercules lives on Krakoa too. By the way, which I he's no, not a,
0: they just use Hercules as an analogy.
1: They said they no, no, no. They used him as an analogy, and then later on they said Hercules is a part of our Delta Force.
0: they again, they were using at, the metaphor.
1: No, they weren't. They were using him as a metaphor at the beginning when they were specifically talking about Hercules and his 12 labors. But then later on, well after the metaphor had been dropped, they brought up Hercules by name as a character. And why did they bring up Athena again? a specific thing he was doing. Is Athena
0: on Krakoa as well?
1: That was in the first part. That was when they were using the metaphor. Uh But later on, they said Hercules is doing this for us. Like, there's no mutant named Hercules as far as I know. So that means the actual Hercules, well, I suppose he's kind of a mutant. He's half god, half man. It's
0: not really a mutant, though.
1: Well, whatever. There's other non mutants who sort of live around Krakoa. I don't know. Xavier's still a heel. Uh, X-Force is Domino, Wolverine, Quentin Choir.
0: They still don't uh, explain why Xavier is all tw- mustache-trolling villain.
1: Because. Because they're not going to do that for a I, while. No, I, yeah, they're, they're, be,
0: I think they're going to do it down the road because he is totally not acting like Xavier at all.
1: Yeah, that's going, to be, that's going to be a big story, and they're not going to do it yet. But they're, they're going to continually have him do things that make you question what's he actually doing. hmm you know, hanging out with Mister Sinister and Apocalypse, and
0: well, no, that's what everybody's doing. That's that's sort of their M.O. He did, but he doesn't need because he comes intent. He comes off intentionally cruel and intentionally calculated, which is not Xavier at all.
1: Well, he had to change after Moira showed him the future.
0: Yeah, I don't buy that a hundred percent.
1: Well, if he kept doing what he was, if he stayed the Xavier he was, then the world would all go to shit.
0: Yeah, but nobody it- else has changed. Apocalypse is still.
1: Well, no, he's not, because he, he's working with them now. He's not trying to yeah, them. but I'm to saying his all. personality
0: hasn't changed, where...
1: No, but his motivations have, because Apocalypse in the past, like, Apocalypse isn't going to live with, like, fucking Leech and these other jobber mutants. He would have just killed them, because they're weak. And he also would have killed the humans, because they're weak, and he's with them, not killing all the humans. So he's, he's changed. I think we're going to find out Xavier's mind-controlling a lot of these fuckers.
0: I think it's more so the opposite. I think someone's pulling Xavier's strings. Cause he's acting way, cause I, I can see how Xavier could be convinced to go with this plan. But I f-
1: don't know who, well, I don't know who it's going to be. And I could be totally wrong. I mean, it could be, it would be, it, it would be a weird weakness in Hickman's writing that he usually doesn't show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to take this character and completely change their personality. To suit my story. He doesn't normally do that, and I don't think he is doing that because I think they focus on Xavier too much. But um I I I'm interested in where they go with this, and this is a this is a fun, slightly more action packed book than the other ones.
0: Yeah. And that was uh X Force number four where, uh Ben Percy, art by Joshua Cassari. <laughs> uh, cover artist Dustin Weaver. I'm gonna start adding the cover artists as well, cause it's already there. Might as well put them over. Alright, okay. we got, uh, five books left. Where do you wanna go from here, since we've already covered all the 4X titles? Since we're talking Marvel, do you wanna talk Annihilation Scourge, Omega?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Which, I, I also liked this, even though I read none of the stuff. And I knew this was the end of it, because it was Omega. But I'm like, I'm like, I'll read it. And it was, it was a, it was a big fight. This, and this I,
0: also felt like, tw- like three issues rolled into one.
1: Well, there there was stuff leading up to it. So uh, the story of this is apparently the Cancerverse invaded the negative zone, um, which led to three hilarious moments with the nihilist, who, like, fucking, like, Beta Ray Bill fucking is there, and he lost his hammer, and he's coming down and goes to the little city where the Fantastic Four have organized the defense. Uh, Sue's keeping a planet invisible so that the Cancerverse can't see them. The Cancerverse, by the way, is led by the Century, but it's only the void part of the Century. Correct. Because Bob Reynolds got split and he merged with Silver Surfer to make a black Silver Surfer who has a cape. <laughs> this was resolved by the end of the issue, by the way. I by.
0: wonder if the rest of this event was written like this or this is because we came in late cuz it it all went by re- a lot of stuff happened really fast
1: i i imagine some of it probably went slower than this this was like okay we got to finish everything up in this issue so let's do it but i my the first thing i popped for in the book was when they're standing there and like Annihilus is there and they're like, Oh, and Reed's uh, kept us safe. And he's like, Richard's is only here because I allowed him here <laughs> <laughs> and I am working on my play. Cause Reed had to save Annihilus. And someone got
0: into Annihilus's face ab- in, about it. And then Reed's like, okay, we're so used to dealing with Annihilus. He always talks like yeah, that.
1: He's like, he's done this about 15 times in the last two days. So we just ignore. Him. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, yeah, the, the heroes from Earth end up coming in, or some of them. Um, and they're all helping helping them to fight the Cancerverse. And that's when Richard Rider, who was terrified and at first would not help, because he's like, I don't fuck with the Cancerverse, because this is bad shit. I was there for like 10 years. Like, my thing is, I go back.
0: wasn't all, well, maybe because it was only that Richard Rider got infected, but weren't Thanos and, um, his name
1: well thanos is dead now
0: but guardians guy what's his name peter quill there we go peter wasn't peter quill also left in the cancerverse at the end of uh thanos imperative
1: yes but peter quill was not involved in this and he wasn't in the negative zone because it's not like they were invading the negative zone so that they then could easily invade Earth. They well, what happened in the story was it turned out the Cancerverse was really trying to get to 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 Nova, to Richard Ryder, because he was the one that he he got cured and he escaped. So they were pissed off about that <laughs> um, at some point because the century is, you know, fucking Superman and they couldn't really fight him. Uh Silver Surfer just kind of rammed into him, which will have Bob Reynolds to become part of Century again. Mm-hmm. so Century is now not one hundred percent evil. He's just the normal partial level of evil that he's always been. Um, Nova took the entire cancerverse Army into himself, and
0: he you would you would think he would explode, but I guess Sue and the others were making it sure that he wouldn't explode.
1: Well, except he did because, uh, no, 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 Sent- no. It, it, Sentry no. fucking shot him with laser eyes. Well, yeah, eyes eventually, but him. he
0: was able to absorb all the cancer verse and it was like this giant bulbous thing. Yeah.
1: And it was supposed to be, you know, he, this is the thing he most didn't want to do, but he's a fucking hero, so he's going to do it. And he finally decides to do it. And then Sentry, who is a dick, blew him up saying, well, now the cancer verse is done. So I saved the day. And Sentry's apparently going to be hanging out in the negative zone. So it is costume change. And to to further
0: enforce my point that this felt like a lot of stuff rolled into one. And then the issue ends with with Annihilus back in the negative zone, bringing back Richard Ryder, because that's what he can do, because nobody dies in the negative
1: zone. Because he because he he felt since Richard Ryder is the one who stopped the cancer verse, he helped Annihilus. So Annihilus said, well, I had to bring you back because now we're even.
0: Yeah, but and he was all catty about it. He's out. like, he brought him back, and they were grateful. He's like, Look, he's uh, like, I was just doing holding up my end of the bargain. Now and get out like, of my so universe. go back,
1: and I'll eventually take over your world. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Ryder got to be a hero, and then didn't die. So yeah, it was it was a fun story.
0: Yeah, I just I just felt the pacing was off. It could have been spread over a few more issues.
1: It well, like I said, it was spread over a few issues. <laughs> we didn't read no, them.
0: even the stuff that happened in this book. is like you could have at least broken this up into two books.
1: It was a it w- it was a double sized book.
0: Uh, okay, it, it, you know what? It read really fast. I think that's the problem.
1: It it because it, it, it was because it was mostly a fight.
0: Yeah, so a lot of that was the book. I liked it was it. a
1: fight and stuff kept happening, so it it never got boring.
0: And I also felt the art was kind of subpar for. uh yeah, and I thought
1: the art in the this...
0: good. <laughs> yeah, you would. I... Alright, that's gonna do it for the Marvel portion of the show. Uh Alex, we have three D C books. Where do you want to go from here? We got Batman, Doomsday Clock, and Legion of Superheroes.
1: Uh Legion of Superheroes.
0: Alright, let's pull up that creative so we can rip on Bendis and maybe compliment the art because I thought the art was fine. I thought yeah, all, the can... art
1: the art was fine.
0: That's why I'm still under my prevailing theory that uh, DC has uh, has all the good art now. The artist is Ryan Sook, and the writer is Brian Michael Bendis.
1: Yeah. uh, Jeff Johns probably should have wrote this book. Because this book is shit. It's stupid. I don't like it. He, Okay, first of all, he's changed a lot of the Legion characters, but... He doesn't introduce any of the characters, so you don't know who fucking anyone is, and we're have... in the second issue, and he's already trying to bring fucking Robin into the book. You have like... We already have Superboy. You've got 900 characters, and you have to bring in fucking Robin, and our point of view character has to be Superboy. Fucking bitch I don't like who the entire previous run – what's her fucking name? Rose? Rose, yeah, she's still an important character. They never explained really what she's doing except, oh, I'm like the diplomat for the fucking – Of
0: all people to say as your diplomat, you're going to say Rose, the bipolar girl?
1: Yeah, and fuck it. God, it's – So the most important characters in the Legion of Superheroes book are her, who is not a member of the Legion, and Superboy, who – that Superboy should not be a member of the Legion, given what happened in Doomsday Clock, but whatever, we'll go with it. Um, none of the Legion characters, except for the one whose dad was a part of the planet that's in Revolt, ...that we had last issue. Aside from him, no one had any kind of character. They had no motivation for anything they did. They barely said their fucking names. Most of them, they didn't say their names. They didn't call them by code names. They called them by their real names. They never told you what their real names were. I'm happy that Bendis seems to know who these characters are, but you need to fucking introduce them for your readers because this is a new book. Also, if you're going to write them completely differently, then you have to reintroduce the characters. Because they're not the characters. They're your versions of the characters. And you have to explain that. A Legion book should not be about mainline DC Universe characters. You should not have to go get fucking Robin in issue two. This book might be better when they remove fucking – and by the way, if even if you're going to have a fucking Superboy, why does it have to be Jonathan? Why can't it be Connor? Because he brought him back in his own book. Like why can't he go to the fucking? My
0: future? thing is, I think they want to write off Jonathan because I guess they want to keep the dynamic with just Lois and Clark.
1: What's well, fucking like, stupid because they're gonna want to see their kid. Well, it's like if they
0: can't kill him off because that's way too dramatic, and you got you got to devote a certain amount of time to that.
1: Whereas so you have if, to ruin the Legion book.
0: Uh, he thinks it's not ruining it. His this was his. I know, I know what he's
1: trying to do. He's trying to have a point of view character.
0: Which is good, is which which you kind of want, but at the same time, it doesn't do you any good when you have a million Legionnaires and someone like me who's a a newcomer. I I I, I like that someone you, someone like you who's read DC forever is also confused with what's going on in this book, because the problem with the Legion, and I realize some of the their charm is that there's a million members, but at the same time, I can you can have that part of the appeal of the group, but at the same time, you need to have key legionnaires that you choose to focus on you could still have the giant group of a with like a million legionnaires because they do that with x-men but at the same time you have a core group of people you're focusing on and some of them need introductions and i feel like with this issue too you know really really issue one should have been spent Focusing on these new, his new approach to these
1: characters. Too, too much time was spent to two characters who are not Legion members. That is my core problem with this book. There was way too much time spent on the girl. There was way too much time spent on Jonathan Kent.
0: And the problem way is. Way too it's, much. And, and Bendis' number one weakness is. All of his characters sound alike, and when you're trying to get over characters' personalities, Bendis is the worst one to go to. And he's I, I, and he's going to have an issue where he establishes none of the characters that that doesn't make it any better.
1: Brainiac Five came off correctly because he's the smart one. Yeah, but, but I he was mean, there for like five seconds. Well, yeah, but I mean, I knew who I I knew who it was, but it's like, if I want a fucking Legion book, I want to see fucking Saturn Girl. I want to see fucking Karate Kid. I want to see goddamn Bouncing Boy. I want to see fucking Triad. I want the fucking characters who people who read Legion gave a shit about. I don't want Bendis writing this. Get fucking Abnett to come write it. He's still writing books. For some reason, he's writing fucking books for Marvel. Get him back. Pay him whatever you have to pay him because he's the fucking best at writing that goddamn team. Just fucking bring him back and let him write it. Fuck Bendis. Let him write Naomi. Let him write his own fucking Rose book that nobody will fucking buy. <laughs> well, the, let him keep the, fucking the core, up Superman. The core
0: Bendis fans will buy because apparently Naomi still
1: exists. Yeah, but it's not selling great. Yeah, but it still fucking exists. Because nobody cares about his bullshit characters. And you know what his fucking next step is going to be? His next step is going to be they're going to give him fucking Justice League. I know they're going to give him Justice League. They're going to give him Justice League, and Naomi's going to be on the fucking Justice League.
0: Oh, God. And she's
1: still not going to be over. But is she going to be like is Luke Cage and she's the leader? They're going to do a big event where she's the focus. I I just fucking know it. And Jeff John should still be editor-in-chief so he can keep this from happening. It's like, no, I'm going to write the fuck crossover. And it'll never come out.
0: <laughs> well, At any point shit. did he ever attempt to address it? Cause in all the stories, I never saw, saw any comment from John's.
1: No, he's never said why he can't put anything out on time. I don't know. I'm just, I'm pissed off about this Legion book. I've been crying about a new Legion book forever and they give it to Bendis. Well,
0: the, your problem was you shouldn't have given it a shot. You knew what was going to happen and you still put your finger in the light socket.
1: Well, Cause I had to try. But you I know did the it was same Bendis. thing with fucking Young Justice. I was asking for a Young Justice book forever. They bring that back. Who writes that? It? Makes fucking it Bendis. that
0: makes it even worse. You've already seen what he's done with characters, and he's you still read animal. Legion
1: because he's not always bad.
0: When, when was the last? Oh, okay, I was about to say. When was the last time he Jessica was good?
1: Jones. The Jessica Jones book was good.
0: No, Event Leviathan was pretty good.
1: Yeah, Event Leviathan was fine. I had nothing. You know, it was a little slow, but it wasn't as slow as the shit normally is. Yeah. And the reveal was kind of, eh, but it made sense. Like, at least the fucking reveal made sense. Mm-hmm. It was underwhelming, but it made sense. So I was, you know, I was okay with that. So, yeah, he could still write good books, but he doesn't write good team books. And the bigger the fucking team, the worse he is. The funny thing is,
0: in that but Leviathan book, he kind of nailed most of the characters.
1: Because because he knew... I. I I, we talked about this. I figured this out because he knows what people talk shit about him on. And it's like, it's all good if you're going to fuck up Marvel characters nobody cares about. But if you're going to bring back DC characters who aren't being used heavily and you're going to use them, you better fucking write those characters how they're meant to be written. And I think he knew that because DC fans are frankly, they're pickier than Marvel fans. They their characters have more history so you got a lot more to fuck up and they don't want to see the characters fucked up. So he's like, okay, I can't fuck him up. That did not stop him from fucking the Legion up. But, you know, he, he'll he get bored. He always gets bored. And then they'll let somebody good write it. Hopefully, if it doesn't get fucking shit. Yeah, canned. but no,
0: but and then it'll get canceled. <sighs> <God damn> it. <laughs> you can't him. win. You can't win.
1: It's, I hate him. Like, I know. So bad.
0: I know. But what are you going to do? All right, Batman. Eighty-five artist Mikhail Hanin, writer Tom King, and cover artist Tony S. Daniel.
1: Batman and Catwoman.
0: This was built as the ending of City of Bane. Which
1: I don't remember him beating Bane
0: because he got shot in the head.
1: He did. Yes. Oh yeah, Thomas. But he was alive.
0: Yes, but this was – they kept jumping back and forth in the timeline.
1: Yeah, but they were jumping back and forth to alternate timelines, backgrounds. Okay, here's the thing. King's King's big point at the end of this is Batman can be happy and be Batman. Yes. That was the core ending of this because he is with Catwoman. Is King writing the Batman-Catwoman book?
0: I believe this is the end of his run.
1: Who's, oh, but I oh The Batman, was, the
0: Batman, uh, Catwoman book. Yes, that is in fact King.
1: Okay, and that makes sense because that's apparently all he gives shit about. So, he I, I mean, he did some clever things in this. He explained, you know, that Ventriloquist being with Thomas was a was a gimmick all along because Ventriloquist is the only one who Psycho Pirate can't control because Ventriloquist has no mind of his own.
0: Well, cause the one who can control them is Scarface.
1: Which, and Scarface isn't, is just ventriloquist.
0: I thought so I'm not. I, I thought he had an eye of, uh, a Scarface. It was an
1: eye of the doll. Yeah. It's a doll. Okay, yeah, he doesn't a, know that though. Well, no, he doesn't know that, but I'm just saying, the only how long reason he's fucking,
0: how long before that becomes a, uh, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A minority.
1: Ventriloquist?
0: <laughs> no, people who, uh, People who uh, uh, cast um, uh, personalities to inanimate objects.
1: I'm pretty sure there's a group of white people who are already working on that.
0: (laughs) Because, you know, they feel left out because they're not minorities.
1: Well, because they have to have their own minority. Uh They feel bad for being white. Um, Yeah. So that was the, the core point of this. He can Batman realize he can be Batman and he can still be happy. He can. He can love Catwoman and be, although they didn't get married. They're living in sin, technically.
0: Well, uh, and Damien's a bastard, but who cares?
1: Well, Damien's, Damien would be a bastard. He's always, cause he's never going to marry Talia. So Damien's always going to be a bastard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, um, he, he basically outsmarted Thomas and beat him and, then put him in a Silence of the Lambs mask and locked him away in Arkham. That
0: apparently. was wacky.
1: Um, but he did, he did, uh, so I mean, it was, it was nice. I thought, I thought the, uh, the issue where he found out Alfred was dead was more emotionally effective than this, but this did put a capper onto his story. And Gotham Girl got all her powers back and she's not gonna die because. He had her use the platinum kryptonite that Superman gave him, um, which gives you superpowers. It gives you Superman powers, basically. Uh, he had her use that. So she has her superpowers again and she's not going to die. So she could be a hero like she wants. And he's happy with Catwoman. And then the end was a James Tinian, uh, a preview for his run. Which apparently the storyline is, uh, Joker knows who Bruce Wayne is, but he, he said the reason he's never said anything is because that would be their last battle. And because one of them would
0: die in the end.
1: Yeah. Well, because you, he also said you, you can only tell a joke once. You, you can't, you can't reuse a punchline once you've, once you've sat on the whoopee cushion. You can't put the sound back inside the whoopee cushion. <laughs> Which gun. is that untrue.
0: Gun. You can, in fact, do that.
1: You can, but it's not as funny the second time. So, uh, But Joker decided, yes, we will do this. So Tidian is jumping on board, and he's going to apparently open with a Joker story so that everything after it is a letdown.
0: And I look forward to not reading it.
1: I will read it because I like him as a writer. I don't. So I will make us read that. I actually like him. I Because he wrote... He wrote. Uh, he wrote Flash when it was really good, and they tied in Thomas's uh, origin in this book to the Button storyline.
0: My my question in all this was: When did they reveal Superman's identity again?
1: No, they were just they. That was a big story Bendis did wanted to do, and they've apparently done it now. So the Joker. Uh, the Joker minions were reacting to Superman giving out his secret identity. And his argument to Joker was, well, if Superman does it, maybe Batman will do it now. And don't you know who he is? And Shouldn't you, you know, sell the information while it's still valuable? And then, of course, Joker killed him. and Cut a monologue. A promo, if you will.
0: I thought this was an awkward finale.
1: The I thought with, the same about Doomsday Club.
0: The same with all the flashbacks. I'm like, wait, what's going on?
1: So I was actually able to follow that. I knew what he was doing there, but I don't know. He had his, he, he said what he wanted to say about Batman. He basically, his, his basic thing was Batman doesn't have to be miserable.
0: I will say this. This was better than, this was better than Heroes in
1: Crisis.
0: But it probably wasn't like Vision or even Miracle Man good. Well, not Miracle it Man. Wasn't, Mr. Miracle. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't the best thing Tom King ever wrote. But uh, I thought it was a. It was an interesting. It was a Batman story I have never read before.
0: It, I give an A for effort, but like a B minus an execution. I think that's fair. Uh, and our final book this week, because Alice wanted to put it off till last. Doomsday Clock, twelve of twelve. It finally came out. Artist Gary Frank, art by Jeff Johns. Uh, I thought this was, this was great.
1: I thought this was an acceptable finale to a uh, giant universe-altering crossover that was ultimately pointless because he took so long to get it out. I thought he set up things in this that have already been contradicted by other writers. Um, I thought... It was a little overly cheesy.
0: Um, But but you kind of want that. And it's I understand the point was, you know, Dr. Manhattan put his fingerprint all over D.C. and made the new 52. So the takeaway was when Dr. Manhattan goes back to the Watchmen universe, you know, he's going to take a little bit of that Superman optimism with him to the Watchmen universe.
1: Yeah, to fix it, he actually took a kid and made him Superman.
0: But then he also dissolved all the the world's uh, nukes.
1: Well, and he also uncreated himself. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Which, which which like I mentioned earlier, I think that's what it was supposed to be. It's he he felt like he made too much of an impact in the DC universe, and but it, it affected him so much that he felt the need to bring some of that. Positivity to the Watchmen universe, which is known for being a horrible well, place.
1: Well, him and him and Superman never actually had a fight because he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Superman wouldn't win, so they didn't have a fight. But Superman was there, and he was fighting all the villains who came in to get Superman for the various reasons that came up during this thing. And Superman's asking him to help, and he's well, I can't. I just can't help. But then he eventually. Uh, while talking to Superman and watching him fight, he was moved by how heroic Superman was and what a good person he was. And he decided, you know what? It's, and he, he also said to him, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm the reason your parents are dead. I'm, I'm the reason, uh, there's no justice society. He's like, I'm the reason behind all this stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it so that everything's back to the way it was. And when he did this, he also created a new, uh, a new world, a universe fifty-two, which is where all the changes he made are still in place. <laughs> so the the new fifty-two universe still exists. They
0: can't admit they made a mistake. So instead, okay, we're going to bring back all the old DC stuff, but the new 52 still exists out there somewhere.
1: Yeah, and they showed that uh, apparently in continuity now Superman is is Superboy again, which again causes a problem in the Legion book when Jonathan Kent is the Superboy they bring into the Legion because that should be Superman as a young man as Superboy Mm -hmm. in – uh, the Justice League was still formed they brought JJ Thunder back because Johnny Thunder remembered that he is the Thunderbolt now and uh, <laughs> apparently just because Alan Scott was made I, I brought uh, this to you
0: when we were talking on Skype the other day I'm like wait doc, how does Dr. Manhattan killing Alan Scott before he becomes the Green Lantern how does that do away with Jay Garrett and the Legion
1: Because uh, Alan Scott technically formed the Legion.
0: Okay, okay, that's fine. There's no Justice Society.
1: Yes, uh, wouldn't Jay Garrick still have been Flash? Yes, he would (laughs) have. You hand wave that shit and try not to... You could have
0: just said Dr. Manhattan changed all that. Because they said, oh, just killing Alan Scott changed everything. Had they just said, oh, well, Dr. Manhattan did some other stuff, too
1: so the big changes that come out of this are we're apparently back to pre new 52 timeline now yes even though we're really not um mostly because bendis is writing all the books that would have any impact on that and he doesn't give a goddamn about continuity he didn't give a shit about continuity and fucking the book he was writing this month even though this came out this week so fuck him but you know theoretically everything's back in continuity however if everything's back in continuity then i guess heroes in crisis still happened except if everything's back to the old continuity then fucking wally, can go wally back. and and uh and linda are still fucking married and he has kids what, you know? which what? i guarantee is not going to happen
0: you know what actually if, if it were me writing it you know what i would do so Wally comes back, right, to find Linda, and she's with another Wally, but it's him. So he goes back because to being he was miserable. Outside reality, he yeah, because the thing is, he was outside of reality when Doctor Manhattan changed everything. So Wally West, who's married to Linda and has kids, is in fact back, but the Wally who didn't have all that or who lost all that stuff is also still there,
1: and he's a villain now. He's the new Reverse Flash.
0: That actually would be good.
1: They're not going to do that. In fact, I bet they completely ignore this story and that, which is another problem. Because I think in a lot of places, the changes that should come back are going to be completely ignored.
0: Yeah, because a lot of stuff, it's like they're changing stuff here and there back to the original, but it's not all back. Because I guarantee you, you know, all the stuff with the flashes is still going to be there.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will be. Well, I mean we know we know Jay Garrick's back. And we know the Justice Society's back. And not only is the Justice Society back, but uh Obsidian and Jade were there, so the I forget what they were called, the Infinity Squad or whoever, the younger version of the Justice Society is back. I saw Sandman in there. Yeah, I saw uh, that as well. Uh
0: what's his name? Uh Wildcat.
1: Stargirl. Uh the yes, the they showed very clearly that all these characters who are missing are now back in the DC universe. Which is good. It's just they have to remember you changed things for characters who are still I mean, technically I Barry Allen shouldn't be the Flash.
0: Yeah, it should be Wally again.
1: Yeah, it should be. That's why I say.
0: That's why I say everything is not going back to the way it was. It's just going back to the way it was after rebirth,
1: which wasn't that different.
0: That's yeah. Well,
1: so that's if DC was
0: run better, they actually could milk out another.
1: See, this is another problem because if Johns was still the fucking editor in chief, he could fucking say, "All right." everything's back to the way it was before that new 52 shit so set everything back the way it was but he's not the fucking editor so yeah everything's not gonna happen
0: everything's back to the way it was after rebirth,
1: which was a big issue with this story because even though it's like okay this was you know had the sappy ending and everything and that's all good um None of this matters. This was 12 issues that you told me was going to be important, and in the end, it was basically not important at all.
0: What was important Because the is... Legion
1: got a book before you did this. The only thing you're getting out of this is a Justice Society book. Theoretically, if they do a big crossover and those characters are there, that's fine. It's that's a, something. It's
0: a big deal because they explained what happened. They changed it back and brought back the Legion but that's, and the What Justice I'm saying society. is
1: they didn't change it back. They said they changed it back, but I know for a fact it's not going to be changed back. It's
0: just but, no, but they brought back the Legion and the...
1: They sort of brought the it. They brought, they brought back Bendis' fucking Legion, which is not the Legion, but yeah. fair enough. And there's still... Teen Lantern and Jesse Hex are still on Young Justice, and I'm but, sure... I'm sure uh, there's still two Wally West.
0: The way to see this as it was just a DC, a DC event, like they're not as big deals as Marvel. They can kind of be ignored. What? What?
1: That's ignorance on your part for never having dealt with a DC event. Fucking What happened out of Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, is but, bigger than anything Marvel. Yeah, has but I'm ever saying.
0: Done. Okay, how long ago was that, though?
1: Final no, Crisis. In the was last couple of years, DC I mean, has tech- not
0: done giant events.
1: No, they stopped doing giant events.
0: All the events are about this size, where you can kind of ignore what's going on.
1: Except this was supposed to be this. They said at the end of it was universe reorganization, and I don't believe now. I will be fair to them. I have not read anything that comes after this because this just came out. If I read the fucking Flash and he's talking about how he just, you know, he was just with Wally and Linda and the kids, then yeah, I'll say, you okay, know, I was wrong.
0: You know it's not going to happen, though.
1: It should. Yeah, but it's I not mean, going to. You put this, this is going to be a big selling book. You put this much shit behind this and you're going to say it doesn't matter. That's a problem.
0: Well, because the problem with this also is this was supposed to wrap up a long time ago, and it didn't. It went on for way too long, and then all everything that f- that followed this book came out before this issue came out. Because we got a Legion book before we Except got issue Justice twelve of this.
1: Society.
0: I but we don't know how how long it's going to take for get that Justice Society book.
1: Well, it'll probably be a year, and then it'll be a year for issue two. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I will say this, this is, if you see this as sort of a sequel to Watchmen, it really wasn't. It was just a DC crossover. I was actually going to say character. this
1: is more a sequel to Watchmen than anything else. See, I felt if, like this was
0: more of a DC event than a, a sequel to do, to uh, Watchmen.
1: If if everything they said that has changed actually changes, yeah, but it's not going this to. will be a big deal. Otherwise, this was a kind of weird, sort of lame sequel to Watchmen. They killed Bat, by the way. Ozzy Mandis is dead. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Comedian oh. fucking shot him.
0: And then Rorschach saved him and he went to jail.
1: What? No, he didn't go to jail. Yeah, he did. he No, he didn't. He sent him back in time to the point he left from, which was him.
0: Oh, comedian dead. Oh, comedian. I think you're talking, about, I thought you're talking about Ozzy Mandis.
1: No, Ozymandias got shot, and then he got put in prison. Yeah. And I think
0: – You're right. Comedian is uh, – I'm sorry. Got, I heard he that wrong. He got put
1: in prison back in Watchmen world. Yeah. And the other big thing was uh, John raised uh, the two uh, creepy guys' kid and gave him superpowers and named him named him Clark and dropped him off with uh, Laurie and Dan. So they're going to be raising the Watchmen World Superman now.
0: Which was cute.
1: Yeah, that was kind of cute because <laughs> and, he decided Superman was the big change. And I, and I
0: thought what it was fun. really cute, which I kind of hope DC doesn't shackle themselves I, I, to. Because
1: I, I, I think we're going to wait a couple years and we're going to have a fucking book in the Watchmen universe, unfortunately.
0: No, My my thing is because a lot of this set up Dr. Manhattan looking at DC from like a meta point of view. And as a result of that, Dr. Manhattan saw the future – and saw all these things happening to the DC's timeline. Hmm. And I imagine DC will try to live up to some of these things. But some of them just can't. Like the Secret Crisis. Where Superman's fighting Thor and the Hulk. That's not going to happen.
1: Oh yeah, he did announce a Marvel-DC crossover in 2030.
0: <laughs> and the thing I found cute was he specifically said July 10th. 2030 and i looked at the calendar and sure enough july 10th 2030 is on a wednesday i'm like "Ooh, you're good <laughs> you're real good johns i mean i don't think it's going to happen and the thing is they acknowledged all the previous crisis and they foresaw a bunch of crises that are going to happen in the future so and, and dc's basically acknowledging they're never going to stop doing crises ever
1: the most recent one was uh 2020 which is next year so (laughs) he's he's well dc fans like them to have a have a crisis
0: and the one that was the cutest was what they acknowledge in the year 3000 they're like yeah they're gonna do some stuff with the legion it's gonna be kind of awkward when you have mainline dc (laughs) is set in the year 3000 and you have the legion who are also in the year 3000 And and they acknowledge that Every time this when Superman comes to Earth it gets pushed down in the timeline. Cause they acknowledge that Superman first picked up the car in nineteen what was it, nineteen thirty eight?
1: That was a different world though. They brought back uh they brought back Earth one and Earth Two. And I think uh maybe with all, with all the, the
0: crises, Earth. the timeline keeps getting pushed back to when Superman lands on Earth because in the in the but, meta in the metaverse yes but, because all these crises they pu- they're pushing all these characters to modern day but
1: they they also said every time that happens a new a new world is created
0: oh okay okay okay
1: so they did establish that there is a there is a DC universe wherein superman was the first superhero
0: so they basically blew, blew up uh, morrison's multiversity.
1: and Not really because they – well, there's more. There's not 52 now.
0: Let's be honest. They were were never going to stick to that.
1: No, they didn't. And I mean Morrison Morrison said himself. He's like, I never wanted there to be only 52. He's like, I liked it when there were like 8 million different Earths. That's what he liked because that's goofy as fuck. But, you know. It's all right. No, this had its moments, but overall, I think it's it's more hurt by what DC is, has done with it and more hurt by it not coming out on time and John's not being in the same position he was in when it started.
0: Because they could have used this as an excuse to do another relaunch.
1: I will give them... I will give them some time to see if anything actually comes out of this. You know. By the way, next though. week's books are going to be really light. Oh cause yeah, because there's
0: there's literally nothing from DC or Image, and I think yeah, we're we're,
1: we're going to read everything Marvel's publishing except one book.
0: Yeah, so let's let's already go into next week's books. I, yeah. So I presume we're reading Doctor Strange and Incoming Doctor
1: Strange Incoming and, and Spider Ham, but no Venom. I'm not reading Venom Twenty One. These are all number ones. I'll read these.
0: Yeah, but that—that's only. By three the books. way, the
1: Spider Ham storyline is called a pork or a pork Now,
0: it's funny. The thing was, we had to cut a, a bunch of books this week because at first, a Alex didn't pick them, and then B, I was like, I'm not reading more than eight books. And now the, the, we're doing the day after Christmas, and nothing's coming out.
1: Yeah, three books. It'll be a quick show. Mm,
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Do you want to read Criminal again? No. So we're just going to read three books? Yeah. Are we going to do our old gimmick where we read something old, too?
1: We might pick something old.
0: Can we do that? Because I don't want to re- review just three books.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I'll... As someone who's constantly pushing for us to read fewer and fewer books, I don't want to read just three books.
1: I'll try to. In fact,
0: part of me kind of okay. wants to read that Venom book, just so we could say we're reading all the Marvel books. It's Donny <laughs> Cates.
1: Before we go, do, do you want to read this line from Dave Meltzer?
0: Uh, Are you going to send me the line?
1: No, I'm going to read it. Dave on Kenny Omega. He's become WCW Jim Duggan. That's harsh. Yikes. Man, he really hates AEW right now. He's mad at him. WCW Jim Duggan. I don't know where he said it, but.
0: Yeah, it's not on Twitter because I'm looking at it right now and I can't find what he said then.
1: Tony Khan beat up uh, Ty Dillinger. Wait,
0: who's Ty Dillinger again?
1: Uh, the ten guy. Oh, did he? Apparently, everyone beat. Up, apparently, the entire roster. This isn't going to be on TV, but.
0: Oh the way. no no okay it wasn't a shoot it was a uh, it was a kayfabe thing it was yeah. a wrestling thing
1: yeah it was everybody gave him moves and then and then Tony Khan gave him a stunner. Cool. It was kind of a shit starter.
0: Well, he's not a wrestler, so. All right, let's wrap up this week's show. So, from all of thanks for checking out this week's show, and as always, check you guys out next time. Adios.